Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to this special edition of First Strike here on Lisa and Dave Ross alongside Britton Hass. It's always good to get you outside of the glass. And Britton, we wanted to do this because, of course, UFC 287 still over a week away. And I know a lot of people in the MMA space. What am I going to do this weekend? Well, here's what you can do. You can look at the numbers now and see if we find any value in said numbers, right? And see, because we're anticipating that they're going to change. By the time we do First Strike next week, these numbers are not going to be the same. We don't believe. We've already seen movement here, Britain, on the middleweight title. Alex Pajara against Israel Adesanya. A lot of bad blood. Um, money's been coming in on Pajara. Now, he's still the dog as we sit here today. Britain Hess, in just over a week, is there a chance that Izzy right now at minus $1.35, this gets to even money? I think there is a chance. Uh, and I think that Pereira could close as a favorite. Because I, oh! I, I just don't know what you saw in the last fight that's like, oh, Izzy's going to get him this time. Because he looked so much smaller. He was trying to wrestle, which we know is not as strong suit, and he was kind of embarrassing wrestling. See, wrestling is a good tool when you use it to wear out your opponent. Yes. Izzy was wearing himself out more trying to wrestle with poor technique than Pereira was to try to... Because Pereira wasn't afraid of a submission or anything like that, you know? No. So he was just kind of hanging out down there, waiting for his time to stand up, and then got out of there. Um, so I, I just, I don't know what Izzy's path is because Izzy was the greatest kickboxer in the division. Then a better kickboxer who's also bigger than him came into the division and Izzy's trying to scramble to learn something new when his path has always been kickboxing. And if he's not a better kickboxer, I don't know well, there what the answer the rub, is. Right. And this yeah. is something that we were talking about. Rob Moreno doing a great job, uh, of course, helping to produce this fine show. We're going, what, where is Izzy better now? We're talking about a guy that was just cemented as the greatest middleweight of all time. That's what we all said until Alex Pereira came along. And again, we've seen Alex Pereira against Israel Adesanya in non-UFC events, and they didn't end well for Izzy in those. And you can make the argument that Izzy wins the rounds, but once the hands come, he can't handle it from Pereira. So you mentioned, what can he do differently? It has to be that wrestling that did not look good in the last matchup. Can the old dog learn new tricks and actually control Pereira in a five-round match, and these fights have been going deep, and, and somehow get to the gas tank of Pajara, who looks like it really is tough for him to make 185. Uh, I think for Izzy to take those strides necessary, he needs to spend time in, like, a college or even, like, a high school wrestling program. Because, I mean, no offense to New Zealand, but, like, folk-style wrestling takedowns, which would be very effective against a guy like Pereira, are just not something that they learn too much about in that part of the world. Obviously, Volkanovski's in his 
camp, but that camp is actually way better at takedown defense than mm-hmm. takedown offense. Volkanovski's kind of a outlier, but he grew up wrestling. He played rugby, so he kind of has some uh, inherent form there. Yeah. But as far as, I mean, I just think that if, if Izzy was serious about wrestling, he'd come here and try to spend a week at Iowa or Arizona State or Oklahoma State or something like that. The only problem was that he'd be humbled very quickly yeah. because, you know, guys would be taking him down at will just because we've seen, you know, his, his lack of uh, wrestling acumen when he comes out. But I will say, I, so I, I do think Pereira wins again. I mean, unless something crazy happens, unless Izzy, you know, lands a uh, miracle shot. But he landed clean on Pereira, and Pereira just kind of ate it and just was like, walks through it. Yeah, because he's so big. And I will say, though, Pereira, if he's the champion moving forward, it kind of worries me because I could see him losing to a guy that's way less skilled than Izzy, like, like a Marvin Vittori, who also has a block head and a thick trapezoid neck, who doesn't, who wears damage well and also has a wrestling background. You know what I mean? Like so how, there's, there's but, bad matchups potentially for Pereira, but Izzy does not seem like one of them. No, that's the problem. That's kind of the issue we're in right here. Is like if because Izzy is you know quick enough. I mean, because Pereira doesn't necessarily have the footwork of Izzy. He no. can't move away. But the way that their fights played out last time, and the way that it would pl- probably play out again, I, I don't think that you know Izzy's better footwork really matters because it was all counters from Pereira anyway. He's got that quick counter left, counter jab, counter whatever. You know, it's huh. just, uh, I just don't see it happening. And I do worry about the division. And then if Pereira tries to stay around in this division, which I'm not sure is certain, considering he has to kill himself to make the cut. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of bad matchups. I mean, we saw Delize hit, uh, hit Vittori plenty of times last week. Vittori looks fine after the fight. He almost always looks fine after he the fight. He looks like he's not d- marked up at d- all. Despite, despite getting hit. So I feel like that would be a bad matchup for Pereira. And I think that'd be horrible for UFC if. Vittorio was the champion. No offense to the guy. Yeah, because we all felt like he didn't win that Roman Delice fight, but that's but, but just in general, there. right? Like, right. like he's the great barometer. It's like if you can beat Vittorio, you have a, you should have a chance to fight for the belt, right? right. If you can't beat Vittorio, you're probably not ready. And Izzy beat Vittorio relatively easily yeah, exactly. in their matchup. So mm-hmm. again, I think this is the dilemma. And what we're trying to do is, I can't believe we're saying this, and it feels like a really short price on Israel Adesanya today as we sit at minus dollar thirty five. Wait, wait on that money because more than likely, to Britain's point. This money's probably going to continue to come in on Paris. It's already come down. And there is a chance that you could get Israel Adesanya potentially at plus money if you really like the Izzy side. I don't see how he knocks out Alex. I know he said violence is coming. Somebody's going to get hurt. It's not going to be me. Sounds good. But if you really do like Israel Adesanya, and it, maybe this would cement his legacy if he has a dominant performance against a guy that he just has not been able to dominate yet and many chances to do so. You wait on Asanya. If you like Bahari, you better grab it today because that plus fifteen probably won't be there by this time in our conversation for the full hour of first strike. Let's go down the card a little bit here because it is, it's a juicy UFC 287. Whenever you have a, oh, can I interrupt before, yeah. though? Do you think this fight goes the distance this time? I don't. Yeah, do you I mean Izzy's out here saying that? Uh, I think somebody's going out. For, yeah, what is he saying? The total's four and a half right now. Yeah, four and a half, slightly juiced the over at some places I'm seeing. I right think the now. under money and plus money is is the right play. I, I do too. I mean, I feel like Izzy's got to be desperate. I think he saw what didn't work, and he's like, "All right, I need to eat one. To, I need to take one to get one." Is probably it could I mean? it could be a much quicker night either way. If Izzy's really going to go out there and like you say, blaze of glory, one way or the other, kill mm-hmm. or be killed, that could very well happen. I'm with you. I'm going to play the under four and a half and not played it yet. But at plus money right now, that it's the only way I could go because I don't see Israel being able to. You see the cardio going mm-hmm. on Izzy against a guy like Pereira, not against anybody else. It gassed him a little bit. We saw that the, the wear and tear, and the, uh, he didn't get it to the finish line there. But that could be a real problem here. Once Pereira gets you on the go and he knows that you're reeling, he does not lay off that gas tank. 
And that's where we saw the finish. And I thought, by the way, looking back in that fight, it was a rightful stop. Some people thought it was early. I didn't think so at all. I think they gave Israel Adesanya every chance to remain champion. He was not able to do so. I got one more question for mm-hmm. you. Since we're off the clock, I'm going to take my time Bring and it. indulge myself. So Glover Teixeira, Alex Pereira's training partner, said that Pereira is going to move up to heavyweight eventually. Do you think Pereira could be the first UFC-only triple C? 185, 205, heavy 265? I mean, John Jones right now is the double champ again, right? Because Johnny is now the heavyweight champion. We know he's still, sorry, Daniel Cormier, the greatest light heavyweight champion we've ever had. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting if Pereira really wanted to try to run the gamut. Because I will say this, at 205, what would a Yuri Prohoshka, Alex Pereira fight look like? Holy, sign me up for that right now. Fight ends first round. <laughs> Somebody, like, just the way that the... Those guys Could are. Could you imagine yeah. that fight? The, the aggression of Prohashka, the countering by uh, Pereira, that'd be something to see. I want to see it right now. So yeah. we're, we're now Sean Shelby and Dana White. We're going to mm. make that fight happen. So move up to maximum mm. violence, as Rob says. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that is a that would be a fight fan's dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully Prohashka comes back from his injuries uh, and he's okay at 205. Look, we saw what happened with Jan Blachowicz when Izzy went up to and tried to get the double champ status, and that did not happen. So again... Look for that. Izzy sprawls a lot when he's hurt. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. That's kind of the tell for me. So he tried that again against Alex. It didn't work last time out. I think Alex going up to 205 makes more sense when Izzy tried to do it. So look out for that. But to go from there to 205 to heavy, sign me up for Pajara. He, he wants to be the goat killer. Yeah. Take out everybody at every division. All the, the greats. Way. He could yeah. do it. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up, like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect, flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Uh, let's go down the card here because, look, we talked a little bit before we started this this show here. I love Gilbert Burns. Big fan of his. At minus 425, though, against Jorge Masvidal at welterweight. Gilbert still feels like, to me, he's a small 170, okay? he. I don't look at Gil and go, boy, there's an imposing figure, despite being as well-rounded as he is. And I think he's one of the most well-rounded welterweights we have. We know what Masvidal is. It's hands, right? Or maybe a flying knee, if you ask Ben Askren. <laughs> but really, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at hands, okay? 
is there danger for Gill at over a $4 betting favorite if for some reason he says, I'll box you a little bit early, three-round fight. I'll box you. I'll see what you got. See if you still have those hands. That'd be dangerous. It would. I just, I don't know what, uh, I, I feel like it would have to be a mental thing. If It would have to be uh, Masvidal getting under Gilbert's skin and him taking unnecessary risks. Because if he sticks to his normal game plan, I don't know what Masvidal's path to victory is outside of a Hail Mary. And I feel like Burns is so well-rounded. You know what I mean? And Burns, he is. And in the last few years, Burns has found his hands too. So if you're like, hey, I can, I can eat one to, you know, I can eat one to give one. But that's what worries that's me. That's gonna be a, well. No, I'm saying if Masvidal oh, thinks that okay. he's gonna be punished he's because, gonna take it, one. oh yeah, because we saw it didn't work out well for him against Usman. Yeah, he first and, got and a then, knockout. Where and then he can just wrestle him. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's a BJJ guy. Burns is a BJJ guy, but he's not like okay, I don't know what to do if I don't get the sub right away. Like he'll grind it out like a sure. like a folk style American wrestler. He's happy to do it. Did it to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson? Yeah, right. He, I mean, he did it. And he, he did it to like Neil Magny also. You know what I mean? And eventually got the sub there. Um, but he, you know, he's, uh, he, I just think he's got too much in his tank. I feel like if Masvidal didn't market himself so well, you know, this fight would be much lower on the card. Well, again, Masvidal does have very good takedown defense, right? Mm. So Gil's going to shoot. There's no doubt about it. Cause again, you don't want to stand in front of Jorge Masvidal. I don't care how old he is for three rounds. That's, mm. that's normally not a good yeah. recipe for a $4 betting favorite, 425 mm-hmm. as we talked today. So I'm not going to lay that price tag with Gil. And I'm I'm a little leery of throwing him in parlays because there could be that one one shot yeah. knockout power and all of a sudden your your parlay cards go up in smoke as mine did a couple weeks ago with Valentin Shevchenko. So like there is danger sometimes in throwing that big fave on your parlay card because the crazier things have happened. But I'm with you. If Gilbert Burns wrestles, it should be an easy night. Well, and look at Masvidal's last three fights, you know, I mean, he's only fought three times since 2019 and it's Colby Covington lost decision, got KO'd by Kamaru Usman and lost that decision. Just fairly short notice fight versus Kamaru Usman. Before that, he beat Nate Diaz for the BMF belt or whatever we Cut want to call up. that. Yeah. He won the KO doctor stoppage, but like <laughs> that's, I mean, that's 2019. Yeah. Masvidal not getting any younger. He's 38 on, like I said, there's a, obviously Burns isn't the wrestler of Colby or Kamaru, but he's not bad. I, I don't know. I feel like if anything, I feel like this number is going to get more favorite like Gilbert's wow. gonna take more money and then it'll be a McGregor effect on fight day where kind of all the the uh topology and uh affliction of UFC fans are like oh king of Miami let's go, let's go. three Street to one Jesus. let's go yeah <laughs> they put all their money in on fight day but we'll see I uh, yeah and again I, I'm with you on that it feels like we understand why I'm just I'm treading with a little bit of caution on that because I want to know like I need, I need to talk to Gil and say, can you guarantee me you're going to wrestle? Because, again, Colby Covington was wearing out Jorge Masvidal until he got hit, mm-hmm. and he got rocked. Mm-hmm. And see, that's the danger, right, yep. is that if you can't control Masvidal, and, again, that was a, I believe that was a five-rounder for the interim back then. Yeah. So that's why Jorge had more time. He's only going to have three rounds with Gilbert. So that, that, I actually think that hurts Masvidal with a shorter fight because Gil knows I can go full bore for 15 minutes and control him and not let him get his hands in the clinch or with takedowns, and I can really control that fight. Over five, there's danger of standing in front of a guy like Masvidal oh, yeah. that long. Yeah, I feel like uh, the clock, to be interesting, and you know, Jorge is also not, you know, outside of the, the obviously everyone knows the Ben Askren fight, but Jorge will kind of let his opponent make the mistake and come to him, mm-hmm. which in three rounds, you don't necessarily have as much time to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So again, that's why the, the fight is priced the way it is. I will be curious to see if this number does go up even more on Gilbert Burns. We look at a guy on this, uh, still in the main card, Raul Rojas Jr. Oh, 
I, against Christian Rodriguez, this should be an interesting fight at Bantamweight. And if you have not been following the young career of Rojas Jr., he is, uh, Rojas really feels like he's, his time is now. He's here, okay? He got it like 230. You're stepping up in competition. What do you make of this matchup? Is this a little bit too much too soon for young Raul? Uh, I mean, I've kind of been, I've been kind of waiting for uh, Ra- Rosas to take a step back to kind of be a little bit in Hadn't deep happened. water. No, he's really good. He's eight. He's 18, by the way. You know what I mean? Like when he fights on a card in Vegas, he can't even go in the casinos and drink and play he's craps or whatever. Like 18. he's 18 still. He should be in high school. Uh, and Christian, Rod- I mean, Christian Rodriguez is another step up. Yeah. But it's not a dramatic step. And it's, it's still a step up. It's a step. It's not a dramatic step. You know what I mean? Like, for like uh, Jay Perrin, first round finish, finish for uh, Roses in his last time out. Perrin's a guy who's been around as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't. I think that he's in the sweet spot where these are not total pushovers the UFC's giving him, but they're all guys that he should look good against. And I feel like they want him fighting for a belt. I mean, I, they're not rushing, but probably by the time he's like 22, 23. You know, he's got. He's at, when's the last time we had a guy in contention to break John Jones' record? That's for the it, youngest, youngest heavyweight, uh, young, light heavyweight champ. Of I mean, all time. youngest any champ You're of right. all time. Yeah, John Jones. Yeah, so uh, I feel like they're trying to set him up for that. He needs to string together a lot of UFC wins to do that, and I think they don't want to because he can be a huge cash cow sure. for, the, for the organization if he's undefeated, oh, young, all this stuff. Uh, you know, I, I just think that he's in a good spot. It's always scary to back at 18 year old because i remember i was an 18 year old and i played sports and i made mistakes because i was a teenager you know <laughs> like but this isn't like sage northcott when he, when he's coming nah. through and you go well sage no disrespect to sage but like the, the promotion really tried to put him over and we realized the skill set wasn't he was not ready for this level of competition you're putting him on a main card in mm-hmm. rosas jr he's not an overwhelming it's not like gilbert burns at minus four dollars 425 yeah. this is i wonder if there's value then on the on the fave at minus 230 Probably via submission, you know, like he's, uh, oh, he that, that's a, I mean, that's the great, great difference between him and Sage Northcutt. Sage Northcutt was the highlight, you know right. what I mean? He's chasing the highlight knockout, you know, every step of the way, which we know is a very, it's a tough path to take to the top in UFC. Uh, but Rosa is so good on the ground. He can protect himself. You know, if he's not like what he sees on the hands, he can find a way to get a trip, sure. a takedown, double leg throw, whatever. And then when you're on the ground, you, you're not usually going to get up without you're, you're getting done. submitted. Yeah, so uh, maybe that's a way to look. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Rosa's sub, Rosa's first two rounds, something like that. It's probably where this fight ends. All right, so that's going to be interesting, the first fight on the main card. Whenever you have Big Mouth back in there, uh, back in the welterweight division, you got Santiago Ponzinibbio against Kevin Holland. Kevin is almost a $3 betting favorite, minus 280 right now. We know how tough Ponzinibbio is. I mean, this is two veterans now, right? Mm-hmm. I think we all know what Kevin Allen doesn't want to do, does not want this fight to hit the ground. And we know mm-hmm. Ponsonibio probably says, I don't want to strike with this guy and those knees and, and the lanky frame of a guy like Kevin Holland. How do you see this fight stylistically playing out? I mean, I think it's going to be mostly on the feet. And I, I got to shout out Santiago Ponsonibio for his last fight against Alex Morona, where the round total was under two and a half. And he finished the fight at 229 in the third round. One he the one second under came through. Uh, and and you, you remember that fight, though. Morono was obviously coming up weight yeah. and you know, was way more active, was landing way more. But Ponzinibbio's power sticks around the whole fight. It always has, and he showed it right there. He landed one punch, and it was over. So that's the thing. I think Holland, the longer the fight goes, the better it is for Ponzinibbio. So Holland needs to try to do quick work. I mean, Holland's power travels well, but he's also not. But in general, he doesn't have the gas tank we've seen out of Ponzinibbio. So I think, uh, you know, I kind of like Ponzinibbio in here. I mean, really? I, I really do. He's older. He doesn't have the speed. He's yeah. not as fun to watch. But 
is a straight right is a straight right. You know what I mean? And he still has that. So. Yeah, plus 235, pretty good price. And again, I was on Morona that day, and he was winning that fight until uh, uh, Santiago turned his lights out there at 229 of the third and final round. And I think we forget that, you know, Kevin Holland is 30. You know, yeah. I feel like he, he's not old, but like, no, he's, he, but he's, been, he's taken a lot of, he's thir- 39 pro fights already in his career, you know, at their, at age 30. So he's been around. I mean, Ponzinibbio is probably approaching 40 these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, he's 36. So, you know, he, he's up there. But, but, do, but do you see, this feels like a stylistic matchup that Holland wants, right? Mm-hmm. Cause he doesn't like, he does not like to wrestle. It, mm-hmm. It's, We've seen it, right? Well, I mean, think about Dan. It was, I'm just thinking about the age thing, you know, because it's like 64% of younger fighters by six years or whatever. Right. When we see that stat on UFC all the time. But the sample size of that is so huge. And I think about the Danielle Pineda fight versus Tucker Lutz last week, mm-hmm. where experience played a factor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lutz is like, I could just grind anybody out. He's chinny, blah, blah, blah. And he ended up getting finished right. in that fight. Uh, so, I mean, I, one, I know we're going to see a lot of violence in the Holland Ponzinibbio fight. Uh, and, and two, I think that Kevin needs to try to force the issue because if it goes late, I mean, think about the, the, uh, Stephen Thompson fight versus Holland, you know yeah. what I mean? It got late and he was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm mm. out of here. <laughs> so that's, that is going to be interesting. Again, I don't know the Ponzinibbio, I, I mean, you should wrestle against Kevin Holland, but to your point, it might stay striking, but that, that power does last for Santiago, even as it, in his advancing age, Rob Font, no spring chicken, part of that, uh, the Boston Mafia crew there. Plus $1.50 against Adrian Yanez, minus $1.75. This has, a like to me, one of those sneaky, really exciting fights that we're going to see in the Bantamweight division here. What do you make of Yanez being almost a $2 betting favorite? Well, it's the strength of schedule. You know, this is going to be the biggest test, obviously, of Yanez's career. Yeah, Fonts fought everybody. Yeah, Fonts fought everybody. You know, he, he lost to Marlon Vera. He lost yeah. to Jose Aldo. But he's beat Cody Garbrandt, beat Marlon Marais, beat Ricky Simone, who's, you know, up-and-comer in the division. Sergio Pettis. He lost to Rafael Santiago. Beat Thomas Almeida. Lost to Pedro Munoz. Whatever. This this is going back to, like, 2017. So, Fonts very active. Oh, the best Always the fights the top tip of the spear. Meanwhile, Yanez is on his, what, fifth? Sixth UFC fight after mm-hmm. the Contender Series, and he's fought, you know, Tony Kelly, who's a good, well-rounded fighter, but he's not fighting for a belt anytime soon. Davey Grant, guy who's been around, not fighting for a belt anytime soon. No. Randy Costa, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's value on font and just experience, right? I mean, I think Yanez is really good. I mean, we'll see where we feel next week, but I just, I think that you, you it's, when you've been against the best in the division, gone the distance versus the best no in the division, versus a guy who's, Fought only kind of UFC starter opponents, I guess is what you would call them. It's you know what I mean? You know, like guys that aren't in the top 20, not in the top 15, obviously not top 10, guys that aren't going to be challenging for a belt anytime soon. And that's your track record. That's your five fight win streak is in the UFC is guys that the, we, they're on, on Saturday or next Saturday, we can come in here and, uh, you know, go down this list of names with the random fight fan watching fights in the book. And they're going to have no idea who these guys are that well, Giannis you, has fought. I know that you like to do that. I think you do yeah. a really good job with it, Britain. You're looking basically it's strength of schedule. And mm-hmm. there is no comparison uh, when you compare, have a comparison between these two strengths of schedules. Rob Font, as you mentioned, has fought everybody. Trains with Calvin Cater. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a tough man gym type feel. This is going to be a tough fight for Adrian Giannis, right? This is not going to be an easy out. And there's no way right now I'm laying a dollar seventy-five with a kid mm-hmm. against a guy like Rob Font, who's been there, done that, with the best in the division. Yeah, if you stay in a trade for three with Rob, you're going to be fifteen rounds of hell. Yeah, I mean, in fifteen minutes, four or yeah, four TKOs and like five UFC fights for Yanez. 
chase a TKO against Font, and you're gonna get you know peppered, and you're probably gonna eat one. You know, and again, I don't again, I don't think Font is like the greatest fighter um, of all time or anything no, like that. But he's, but he's been around, and he's proved to be deserving in the top ten. You know, for absolutely basically his whole career. So. All right, before we say goodbye, uh, and we got a special guest coming up on the other side of a short break. Britain, uh, is there any other fight on the card that you look at today and say, I think I see value in said fight? Because we know, again, these numbers are going to train, change dramatically in the next week. Let me just double check the odds real quick okay. on the Chris Barnett fight oh. versus Chase Berman, or Sherman. Yeah. yeah, so Barnett's about plus 190 underdog uh, in that fight. Mm -hmm. Sherman, we know the Vanilla Gorilla is down to swing, but... He eats a lot of punches. You're not a big Chase Sherman guy. No, well, you know, I, I mean, I'm not a big Chase Sherman guy. His most recent UFC win in like the last several years against Jared Vanderera, who lost to everybody in the UFC and is now in Gladiator FC. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's not exactly. A, 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 but they keep throwing him out there. They throw him out there because he forces action. He does. You know, I had Barnett or I had Barnett in his last fight inside the distance as a huge underdog. Uh, just because he he's one of those guys that you think he's dead, and all of a sudden he's still swinging. He's, he's still can't, his eyes are closed due to swelling. <laughs> he's breathing heavily, but it just takes one. That, that Jake Collier fight, you know, Jake Collier yeah. was a huge fight. He got TKO'd by Barnett because Barnett let him wear himself out by hitting him in the face. I mean, Collier and Sherman aren't that all different, all, all that much different as fighters, at least in my by my book. And I mean, Collier beat Sherman uh, in in 2022, so. I think that Barnett, it's going to be a fun fight with Huggy Bear. It always is. He looks like he doesn't deserve any near, near, anywhere near a ring, any professional sport. Yeah. But he's got power. He's got explosiveness. And, uh, you know, he surprises the guy cause, surprises guys because they're like, oh, this is going to be the easiest day of work I've ever had. But so far, he's uh, made people, a lot of people pay in the UFC and, you know, UAE gladiators before that. So, so we're back in Chris Barnett in the spot. I mean, if, if it, especially if it's a two to one, it's, it's just, I don't, with Sherman gonna do no, I, you know, I, I don't know i try to make a case for chase but. sure if sherman can't get if sherman doesn't get hit sure but we know that's not sherman's he's strength he likes to get in the muck and he's gonna be the way less powerful fighter so there he is everybody britain hefts give him a follow on twitter at britain Hess does a great job producing first strike each and every week thanks britain for your insight appreciate it as always when we come back a very special guest you know him from the nfl now you're gonna know him in the fight game we'll discuss when you come back with a special edition of first strike At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. And welcome back to this special edition of First Strike here on Visa and Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. And what a pleasure it is to bring in Sean Lights Out Merriman back from my old stomping grounds back in the DMV. Of course, start at Maryland before going on to the NFL and San Diego Chargers and the Buffalo Bills, three-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. And now you're in our space, baby. You're in mixed martial arts. Sean, great to have you on and talk again. Let's talk about how you got into this with Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Tell me, really, what was the impetus for you to know that this is a space you wanted to get into? Well, you know, for one, I started to train myself uh, during the offseason between 2005 and 2006. A really good friend of mine, Jake Glazer over at Fox Sports, said, hey, I think that uh, MMA might help you out being a better pass rusher. I said, sure, no problem. I'll show up the next day. He sent me the address. Uh, lo and behold, I walk in the gym and Jake Glazer to my left and Randy Couture is to my right. <laughs> so that's that's not the, the, the who you want to see your first day in the, in the gym to go uh, and train with. But you know, I had a, a a love and passion for this sport. I trained every single offseason. 2018, I launched Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Uh, now we're in football sports, football TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't have football, get it. We got a big fight coming up here May 6th in Burbank, California. Uh, get your tickets at lightsoutxf.com. If you're in the L.A. area, that's going to be the, the 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 probably the biggest one we've had. A lot of these uh, up and young, uh, hungry lines, I, lo- I like to call them. This uh, young superstars in the making. Uh, going to be on this card. So uh, I'm really excited about this, man. Um, you know, we, we got some some guys and some women, too, I think, that are going to be superstars in this sport. And I'm really proud and excited that they want to start with Lights Out Extreme Fighting. There it is, Lights Out Now, live on Fubo Saturday, May 6th, as you mentioned there, Los Angeles at the Marriott Burbank. Uh, so you can get those tickets now. Doors open at 3 p.m. Fights will start at 4 I want to talk about what you just said there, Sean, because I know here, obviously, we talk UFC each and every week here on First Strike, but you are going to see some talent coming through uh, your organization that you think eventually could get to a spot like the UFC. What are you looking for in those younger athletes that come in to Lights Out Promotion? And really, what do you see in them that says, yeah, they got the potential to make it big? You know, for one, you got to be able to throw down, right? A uh, A lot of these fighters come from great camps. Great, come from great gyms, so they're getting trained by the best. You can tell the way they walk into, how professional they are uh, coming in, how um, you know experienced they are. Even some of these amateurs, we'll have six or seven amateur fights for this card, and some of these guys could turn pro tomorrow, and and they're still kind of perfecting their craft coming along. And and for me, it's fun because uh, you know I can look at them. I've been around the sport for 17 years, and I can say you know that that guy or that girl, she's she's going to be. They're going to be superstars. Mm-hmm. And so I get a chance to watch them. And, and being a former athlete, you know, I get a little giddy inside because you, you <laughs> see, you know, I, I remember walking in the doors being a rookie and everybody's looking at me and they say, oh, this this guy's going to be good one day. And I'm looking at them now as being a rookie saying, hey, yeah, this 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 guy, this girl has potential. 
And the fun part about this is, you know, I was fortunate enough to play in the NFL to build up a big enough platform to go and promote these guys so they can get seen. And having a partner like Fubo, um, it, it allows them to get seen, not only in the country. Our last fight was shown in France, Canada, and some parts of Spain. Uh, we broke into the top 10 most watched on football sports ever. Uh, and so for me, it's just been it's been a fun deal to uh, get behind some of these fighters and really promote them. And Sean, I think you, you hit it right in the head there, too, is that MMA is a sport that's still, when you look at it compared to other sports, is really young. Right. So it's like an organization like Lights Out, it's got the chance to grow as the popularity and the visibility of mixed martial arts, not here just in the United States, as you mentioned, but globally. I mean, you and I can both remember, as you mentioned, you know, 2006 going to your first gym and seeing Randy Couture there. Like, I remember those days, the infancy of the UFC. And you're like, well, what is this thing? And now we all know what it is. Is that the way you see Lights Out in extreme fighting going with your promotion? Yeah, yeah no question about it. Um, you know, I, I just. To be able to provide this platform for these upcoming guys, because they're all looking to get seen. I mean, right. you, you don't you don't work hard to stay behind closed doors and so nobody know about you. You work hard to put on the show for your friends, family, your coaches, your gyms, and you know get a chance to have sponsorship. You know, I know the business, I know the game. You know, it's like me playing going to University of Maryland and wanting to play in the pros one day, right? <laughs> and I've been there, so I know what that feeling's like. So, to get these guys excited to come and, and fight for us, even though there's other organizations out there, they choose us and, and they want to make fights with us because they know that we built a big enough platform for them to get seen and, and kind of extend their career. Obviously, we know that pro I would say about four to six of these guys or, or women that's going to be on this card, they'll they'll be, you know, the UFC one day. They'll have that opportunity to be there. And for them to start with us and want to keep fighting for us and coming back and building up a fan base within Lights Out Extreme Fighting has, has been really cool for me. You know, Sean, it's really interesting. And I know that you mentioned how much and how long you've now been training in MMA. I, I did read, I believe last year, an article where it hinted that maybe you would step into the octagon. Have you ever considered doing that and saying, you know what, I've been training long enough. I, you know, what, what are you pushing these days? What do you weigh right now? You know, if, uh, if there was a the right offer to come by, man, look, I... <laughs> One, one thing I don't do, and it's happened a lot in the fight game, is some of these guys call each other out, and uh -huh. they're not. You know, you got to, this is not basketball, football. You don't, you don't play. You can play basketball, you can play football. You don't play fighting. Either you do it or you don't. Uh, but I do still. I have a lot of joy to go in and pop in some of these guys' camps, right? When they got to fight camps, and I'll pop in on a Friday and open mat and spar, and I'll you know keep up. The discipline. As I talk to any former athlete that plays sports, mm -hmm. I say, I should think about picking up a combat sport when you're done. Um, you hear about these horror stories, the guys trying to trans transition out, finding that next thing to do. And right now, I'm, I'm currently uh, waiting for the XFL season to be over so I can sign the two guys uh, that I, I can't wait to announce. Because, uh, we, we, there's going to be a big deal. Um, two former, two former uh, guys that played in the NFL for some time, playing in the XFL right now. And we get an opportunity to uh, to sign those guys when they get done with the season. That sounds like a good tease. You know how to do that on TV, Sean. Really well done. I can't wait to find out what those names are. Uh, very quickly, any guys from the past that you played with, whether it's the NFL or Maryland, that you think would be or would have been in their heyday, uh, great mixed martial artists? And if you see anybody today that you really think could make that tra transition, who do you think it might be? You know, give me a young Aaron Donald. Oh. Give me a young Khalil Mack. Um, you know, Patrick Willis. Patrick, oh. I mean, I've seen Patrick Willis go a few times. I've trained with Clay Matthews. Uh, I've, I've Brian Cushing. 
that played yeah. linebacker from Houston. He's he's actually, uh, I think, a, a brown belt or a black belt or something like that in jiu-jitsu. I, I won't stop messing with him and try to get him over here and, and transition <laughs> in. Uh, so believe it or not, there's a lot of former athletes out there. They're just looking to a way and how to transition. But there's a lot of active guys that's in the process of retiring that that is uh, looking at coming over to Lights Out Extreme Fighting. I got to tell you, Sean, it's a real pleasure to catch up with you. Obviously, uh, big things at Maryland, big things in the NFL, and now big things in the world of mixed martial arts. It's Lights Out 9, live on Fubo. That's going to be Saturday, May 6th at the L.A. Marriott in Burbank. Get your tickets now. Check it out. As Sean's alluding to, a couple fighters on there you're going to probably want to keep track of, and one day you might see them uh, moving on. I love this. It's kind of that farm system to start building up in the mixed martial arts ranks. Sean, appreciate you, man. Keep doing big things and you always got a, a home here on first strike much appreciated if you guys can't make it or if you guys can go to lightsoutxf.com get your tickets there if you're in the la area there he is sean merriman lights out everybody check it out lights out nine coming in may If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.